You know that feeling when you've got so many different and often wonderful things going on that life begins to feel a bit like a circus. Well, maybe not a total three-ring circus with tightrope walkers, acrobats, and motorcycles flying through flaming hoops, but it at least feels like a juggle, constantly and carefully moving from one thing to the next, staying focused so you don't drop any of the balls. Hey friends, and welcome to episode 109 of It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick, and today's guest, Kimberly Tara, knows a thing or two about the juggle. Let me tell you a little about Kimberly so you can see what I mean. Kimberly Tara is a wife, mom, CPA, and blogger. With three kids ages five and under and another on the way, life is busy. Kimberly opened her tax practice in 2016 and has been serving local business owners' tax needs since then. Kimberly was inspired to reach a wider audience and specifically serve female business owners in a still male-dominated world. Kimberly's new program, the Business Prosperity Lab, is redefining wealth building through business and tax planning. The program launches January 24th, 2022, and will be covering topics such as starting a profitable business, how to pay yourself, maximizing tax deductions, and much more. As a joint project with her husband, Kimberly launched a family travel blog in 2020 after always receiving so many questions from friends about how they traveled with little kids. She's also started sharing more about their oldest son's journey with autism and how their whole family has adjusted. In my conversation with Kimberly, she shares how she juggles family life, blogging, business, and more with grace and gratitude. She shares her super simple 15-minute morning self-care routine, and you're going to want to steal this one for sure. You'll hear why having a calendar system has improved her marriage. And finally, she'll tell us how saying no, even when it's super scary, and setting boundaries is the key to living your best life. Kimberly's got two fun free things to share with us today. For you business owners with kiddos, take the should you hire your kids quiz now and see if this tax strategy would benefit your business. And for those of you who want to travel more with little ones, grab nine tips for traveling with toddlers and babies to see how you can easily travel with little ones too. You can find links to both the quiz and the travel tips, plus all the details for this episode over in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 109. Finally, I want to thank you again for tuning in and being a fan. And if you haven't yet, I invite you to click the subscribe button to be notified as soon as new episodes go live. And if you like what you hear, I'd be so grateful for your review. And with that, it's about time we get started. So let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. 
Hey, Kimberly, and welcome to It's About Time. I am so, so excited to have you on the show today. How are you doing? I am good. I am so excited to be here. After listening to so many of your podcasts, this is this is an honor. <laughs> well, it's honestly an honor that you would say yes and that you would join me for an episode and tell us a little bit about like what life looks like for you. And so before we started recording, I shared with everyone, you know, who you are and what you do. But I always love to hear in your own words, how do you spend your time? Sure. So I am a wife. I'm a mom to three little boys. They are four, almost three, and our littlest one just turned one. And I think any parent out there can understand just how quickly it goes. Like as you keep having a kid, it just, the time flies faster and faster. Okay, wait, hold on. So they're how old? Like, Okay, so they're all 22 months apart. So the way their birthdays sound is kind of crazy. So our oldest is going to be five in November. Our middle is going to be three in September. And the baby just made one in July. So they're all exactly 22 months apart. So what you're saying is that your house is very quiet most of the time. This, I, um, so we have the sitter downstairs actually with our little one. And I was like, I really need you, maybe take him for a walk. I need quiet because there is never quiet in the house. It doesn't exist. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, that's awesome. That really paints a picture. But yeah, keep keep telling us all about how you spend your time. Yeah. So a lot of my time is obviously around them these days. We're just, we're in this season of life where our kids are little. They need us a lot. Our oldest, Hunter, he is actually autistic. He's very mildly autistic. He was diagnosed actually about a year ago now. Mm -hmm. So that has been sort of something that we've had to adapt to over the last year. Um, I also have my own practice. I'm a CPA and a certified tax coach. So I actually just hit five years in my practice this past May. And I'm very fortunate that I work from home. I actually worked from home quite a bit before uh, the COVID-19 pandemic started, but I am pretty much all from home. And that comes with its pros and cons, of course, but I do, I'm, I'm super grateful for the flexibility it gives me to be with the boys more and to make my own schedule. But that also makes me feel like I don't get to turn things off. I, I don't get to turn being being a mom off and during the day and I don't get to turn off being a business owner at night. And so sometimes that can can make it things a little crazy. Yeah. But other than that, we love to travel. We've this the the pandemic amongst other reasons has been very difficult for us in that respect. But we just love spending time with the boys, doing fun things with them, sort of making life about them right now. And of course my husband, I you know, I love him too, but <laughs> <laughs> we we enjoy spending uh, our time with the boys. So it's good. Awesome. We also started a blog right before the COVID-19 pandemic started in March, 2020. And it was supposed to be, Anna, you're going to, you're going to laugh. It was supposed to be mostly about travel. Oh my goodness. (laughs) The timing was impeccable. Right. And we felt, so we were already start of, we were sort of starting this new venture. It was something that was that sort of had been on Chance and I's hearts to share more information because our friends used to ask us all the time, how do you travel with little kids? Or wow, I can't believe y'all are going on that vacation again. Or what do you do about this? What do you do about that? And 
we we wanted to put it in a way that we could share with people. So our blog, Messy Wonderful, was basically born out of that. And we just wanted to share all of the things that we had found that made life easier for traveling with little kids. We wanted to share it with our friends so that they didn't feel like they couldn't travel with their little kids. We had to pivot quite a bit when the pandemic started. We had two big posts that we wanted to talk about with travel, but obviously no one yeah. was researching travel at that point. The The world, you know, was shut down and we, we had bigger, more important things to focus on than, than our travels. So we pivoted and started taking a little bit more of just a parenting lifestyle focus. And so you might find um, something about one of the first blog posts we did, Anna, was how to foster long distance relationships for toddlers. And so I was like, this is the perfect, that was our very first post because I'm like, this is the most perfect post to release because we were creating that post because our friends, Chance and I both went to Auburn. So, and then we lived in Atlanta and Chance is from North Carolina. We live in New Orleans. So we have a lot of friends and family that live all over the country. And our little ones, our best friends have kids that are our kids' ages. And so we had to find ways for our kids to still be close to one another. Because, you know, when when a child is one or two, it's the presence of seeing someone mm-hmm. that establishes that connection between them. So we, we've always fostered that with, with our long distance relationships. But I thought how awesome is this information for parents who are having to pivot to everything being virtual Mm -hmm. for these, for these little ones who are used to going to school and seeing their friends and and being around them every day, they can't see them anymore. So it's sort of evolved into this parenting lifestyle. Now we're back to travel blog. And we're just here to kind of share the good, the bad, and the ugly because life is messy, but it's oh so wonderful. Oh my goodness, Kimberly. I love I love that. That is so good. That is wow, what an what an inspiring project to take on in so many ways. I can't tell you how many times I've witnessed a conversation between current parents and parents-to-be, where the parents-to-be have been avid travelers. And I've seen current parents say, better get all that out of your system now. You're not yes. going to be able to travel once you have kids. And I mean, Scott and I, we're not we're not big travelers. I think we would love to be someday. So we're not like on either side of the spectrum, <laughs> really. But it's always so heartbreaking to me to see someone say that to parents to be who are avid travelers, because I always believe, and I know you believe too, that where there's a will, there's a way. There's something that can be figured out to make this happen. And that's so awesome that you set Absolutely. out, yeah, you set out to create, create this resource and then you pivoted as it needed to pivot. Right. And it's a mindset thing, right, Anna? So if, if you think, oh my gosh, this vacation is going to be horrific with these kids. Well, it probably is. Yeah. But if, if, if you have a good mindset to say, look, I know this is going to be different from what we normally do. I know things are, are going to, to seem a little different. Maybe we can't, you know, I mean, we do Disney now with the kids versus Disney before the kids. Mm-hmm. We're not at the parks at 9 a.m. and staying until 11 p.m. We are lucky if we get to the parks for 9.30, 10 a.m. And we're probably done by 6, 6.30 
it's it's still enjoyable though, right? If if we choose to make it enjoyable and we choose to say this is for them, and that's really what we are encouraging our readers is to sort of keep their kids in mind when they're planning the vacation. And if you do that, you're probably going to have an amazing vacation. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm here to tell you, our last Disney trip, our two-year-old came down with a stomach bug. That is not fun. <laughs> that, you know, it's it was not, that's not fun when you're at home in your, in your own house. So it certainly was not fun on vacation, but it is what it is. And we don't regret going and it's not going to stop us from going on future vacations. It's all about the mindset that you have and you absolutely like you. I hate when people say, oh, you better get that all out. You won't be able to travel once the kids come because it's not true. Your travel is going to look different, but seeing the world through our kids' eyes. Oh my goodness. I mean, you know this, Anna, seeing the world through your kids' eyes is, it's just, it's fantastic. Yeah. It, they, they teach you things that you didn't know that you needed to be taught. They, they teach you to slow down and just appreciate all of the little things. And, and I find that Chance and I, we don't want to get caught up in the rat race quite as much anymore because it's not about the rat race. It's about the time with our kids and making sure our lives are all fulfilled in meaningful ways. Yeah. So Kimberly, it sounds like you've taken your career, you've taken your business, which allows you to work from home, which allows you to create sort of a flexible schedule around it, which by the way, you know, my limited knowledge of what CPA life is like, I always envisioned that as being you know, a very rigid, you know, typical nine to five, um, super crazy, busy type of profession. But it sounds like you've found a way to design your CPA firm to fit your life rather than squeeze your life into the cracks of your work. Is, is that what it's like for you? Yes. So it wasn't always that way, Anna. When I first opened my practice, you know, I, my life was, was being squeezed around my practice and, and now it's the other way around, you know, and, and I think that part of this is being a female in a somewhat still male dominated profession, even in the year 2021. And I felt like I, I had to prove myself and I would tell clients, oh, I have a meeting when I was really going to pick up my child mm -hmm. from, you know, school or something like that. Now, five years in, I have decided that my family comes first. I am unapologetically a wife and a mother first. I don't hesitate to tell clients that I'm not available at that time. I have field day at my kid's school yeah. or, or parent reader. I'm, I'm very unapologetic about that now. And it's finding the right clients that fit with my firm. And there is a fit for everyone out there. And it's important. And I, I tell potential clients when we have our introductory call, we, we need to serve each other. Well, it's not just about me serving you. It's about, it's about us being a team because what we are working on together, the importance of the work that we are doing for both them personally and for their business, it is so important that we are aligned mm -hmm. and that we are aligned, not just from a technical perspective, but really from a holistic approach to making sure that we have the same end goals. Mm. And so that has just really allowed me to pivot the business to make it 
something that fits my life, but also allows me to serve my clients well, because that was so important to me was to have those quality client relationships and not just talk to my clients one time a year when they come in for their tax prep. I don't have any clients that I only talk to or see once a year. That's just not the model of my business. And my clients are better served because of it. I'm more fulfilled as a practitioner because of it. And so, yeah, it it really did take some redesigning. I want to say Hunter, it was when Hunter was about a year and a half and we were expecting Gage, our second son, that I really said, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep going at the rate I'm going because I'm burnt out. And not only am I not serving my business well, but more importantly, I'm, I'm not serving my family and my kids well. And that is not going to be sustainable in the long run. Wow. So it really sounds like what you did was you decided what you wanted your life to look like, what you were willing to do in terms of serving clients and how you wanted to show up for your family. You decided what those boundaries would look like, not just in an abstract sense, but in a practical sense in terms of the expectations that you had for yourself and for your clients. You had to think through, okay, what does my ideal client what type of person is this that wants to enter into a true partnership rather than just engage in like a retail transaction? You know, what kind of what kind of person, what type of client is going to engage in that partnership? And that's really set the stage for you to create your own version of being a CPA. That's right, Anna. And it's it it's just one of those things where saying no was the scariest yet most freeing thing. And I think as women, as moms, we don't want to say no. We don't want to disappoint anyone. But what happened was I found that I was telling my kids no mm. more than I was telling my clients no. And that was backwards, right? Yeah. And and look, I tell my kids no plenty because they need to hear it and they're doing something wrong or they can't have something that they want. So that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> right, because, right. Because my kids, my kids definitely need the no's at times. But I was telling them, no, I was letting the... I was letting the work fill up my time. And I think it was, I don't remember. I remember when we started working together, it was that philosophy where work will fill up as much time as you allow Parkinson's law, work expands to fill the time available. Yes, I was doing that, right? I, I was like, well, okay, they're sleeping for 30 minutes. Let me go get some work in. Okay, they're they're getting their 30 minutes of TV a day. Let me go get some work in. And so that, but that's not healthy, right? And that they still saw that and that wasn't, beneficial. So really learning to say no, both in in my professional life and in my personal life has really been freeing. And it's scary, right? It's so scary to turn down work and to say, no, I'm not, you know, no, I don't think we're going to be a good fit or no, I'm not taking on any new clients at this time, whatever your no looks like, that's scary because you're turning down potential income, Mm -hmm. right? But when you do that, you typically open the door for something greater, something better, whether it's on the professional side or the personal side. But I can tell you, Anna, I threw the room mom sign-up sheets away. They came home last week in the boys' folders and I threw them away. And that was really difficult for me. But I know that some of the professional goals that I have in the next six months 
would not align with me being a room mom. So it was, I, I told you, I was like, throw these papers away before I fill them out. And because I'm a yes person, I want to do it all. I believe I can do it all, but the reality is I can't do it all. So we chance threw the papers away for me before I could fill them out. And you know what? My kids are four, two, and one. I have so many years yeah. to be room mom. I've already done it in, in preschool. Like this is not, I, I have some major professional goals coming up in the next six months. And that's what I want to focus on so that I can be room mom next year and do it with a clear heart and a clear mind. Oh my goodness. I, like, I can't even imagine how hard that must have been to throw them away. But just like you said, like saying no to that opens up a bigger yes down the road. And I have to, to think that what you're sharing right now is going to be comforting and affirming for anyone who's listening that one, feels like they have to either run a business or the professional side of their life, whether that's being a business owner or, you know, working their way up the ladder in their, in their nine to five, it doesn't have to look like it looks for everyone else. You get to right. play a part in that design. You get to make decisions that create the, the professional life that you want. You really do. You're not stuck. You have the ability to make decisions even though sometimes it hard, it's hard and it involves saying no. And just the recognition that this is a season where you are heavily focused on meeting those professional goals that you've set, seasons end. That's the thing about seasons is that they're temporary and you won't always be going full speed ahead toward your professional goals in this way, which is going to open up a season in the future where you can, like you said, be room mom and actually give it the priority, the attention and the energy that it deserves. Yep. So it's, it, I, I still, like I sit here and I'm like, oh my gosh, I still can't believe I'm not going to do it. But, but I know that it's, I know that it was the right decision and I don't, I don't regret saying no this year. Yeah. Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDKornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, and all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules, and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you wanna know how to get there? 
to have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. So, Kimberly, that you've you've got a lot going on. I definitely would not deny the fact that you are you definitely have a lot on your plate. You are a business owner, you are a CPA, you're a certified tax coach, you are a mom of three boys, and you are serving other parents through the the real life advice that you share in Messy Wonderful. You've also got a home to take care of and you have your relationships and you're involved in the community. I know you are. Like you have, you have a lot going on, a lot of plates in the air and a lot of hats that you wear. And I'm dying to know, like, how? How do you do all of this? How do you, do you, do you not sleep? I mean, I know you sleep, but like, how do you do this? I am so I will lead with honestly some days I really don't know how like people ask me and I really just don't know it it is definitely my personality but I will also say sometimes I think it is not a healthy way to live I (laughs) do not sleep the best you know I I really don't I can be a high anxiety person but some some tips and tricks that really work for me are having what I call my calendar system. And we actually, I have a blog post coming out on this very soon. It it was funny when you, when you asked me to your podcast, I was like, Oh, I I could talk about my calendar system because I'm, I can be a little nerdy and I'm, I'm very proud of my calendar system. Um, So these are some things that, that work for me. I have my Trello board, which is thanks to Anna that I finally got on board with Trello. I I'm I can be anti-technology sometimes and I think I was hesitant, but once I gave it a real go and stuck with it for a couple of weeks, I love my Trello board. And the reason I love my Trello is the way that I have it set up, I can move tasks around if they don't get accomplished. And I don't have to like start, I was writing everything down. So I would have to like scratch out and and move it somewhere else or get a new piece of paper. This is seamless to be able to move that task to a different day. And And it's okay sometimes that I move a task to a different day. And for anyone listening who is scratching your head about Trello, uh, Trello is an online task management tool. Trello.com, I think is, yeah, Trello.com. It has an online platform, a desktop platform, and a mobile app. So it's a really fantastic way to visually organize your to-do list and access it while you're on the go. I could probably should do a whole episode about Trello, but I'll save that for another day. And yeah, so Kimberly, I'm delighted to hear that Trello is a tool that's really worked for you. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So the, so you mentioned the mobile app, that was a huge help as well, because a lot of times if I have my running list sitting on my desk, but I got up and I thought of, I mean, my best ideas come to me in the car, in the shower, Mm -hmm. on a run, which I don't, I don't want to make it sound like I really run (laughs) once in a blue moon. So I didn't have that piece of paper with me, or I would have to carry my whole notebook with me. I had a moleskin and I would carry it with me. Now, I, I mean, I pretty much always have my phone with me so I can just open the app, go to that board and and throw on there 
the task that I'm thinking of in real time. You can even, and I'm, I think Anna will go into more detail, but you can set reminders. And I, I really haven't gotten very, very deep into all of that, but it has a lot of different capabilities that you can do with Trello. So I basically took all the little pieces of paper, sticky notes, notebooks of lists, and I put it into Trello. And now I have it all in one space, very neatly organized and accessible on the go. So that is, I guess I would say that's basically where I house my to-do list on a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Love it. Okay. So next is my planner, a good old fashioned planner that sits on my desk open to the week. I I use one that has months and weeks in it. And that is where I write down things like dinner for the week when I'm thinking about what are we going to eat each day? How are we going to repurpose leftovers? I do a lot of cooking on the weekends so that we can do leftovers. I hate leftovers, but it's that or feeding my kid McDonald's. These are just efficient. I I mean, I get it. They are. They really are. And I have certain things that I'll cook right that are better leftovers. So it's a plan. It's it's a it's a strategized plan for the week. So that goes in my planner that sits on my desk. And then if I'm kind of looking to plan something out and I want to look at the whole month at a glance, this is where I come and sit and I have color-coded pens that mean different things. Mm-hmm. And I write in my planner when I'm doing a little more strategy and thinking about timelines and how am I going to fit this in if we want to do this where would we go so I still do have a planner that actually sits on my desk I mean sometimes it really is great to just write things out by hand I am a huge proponent of having a digital calendar and having a digital task management system just so that it can go with you anywhere that you go but I, I too have a paper planner that I keep out on my desk just so I can have that tactile experience of getting like the idea from my head through my arm onto the page. It, there's just yes. something that just feels good about it. Yes. So I'm glad you said digital calendar. I also have a digital calendar that lives. I, we, I, I actually, my husband and I have tried quite a few. We've tried a few apps out there, but really we have just come back to the iCal in, in both of our iPhones mm-hmm. that we have. And this is where all of the meetings and appointments go. Anything that is time sensitive, that is happening at a specific time, goes in that calendar Mm -hmm. because I have it set with the two alerts. So, you know, some might be set for a one day alert and a one hour alert. Some might be set with a two hour alert and an at time of event alert, depending on what it is. But something where, you know, it's like I, I need to call someone at a specific time that's going in there so that at that specific time, my phone sends me an alert that it's time to do X, Y, Z. I also, and oh, the other great thing about the iCal is I invite Chance if it's something that affects him. So during the workday, I'm not inviting Chance to any of those meetings. Right. But like we have back to school night tonight. So when I put that on the calendar, I invited him. It automatically pops up on his calendar. I no longer have to rely on him remembering to put something on his calendar. I take care of it for him. (laughs) Love that. Love that. 
<laughs> that's that's been a really big help for our marriage because I'm like, you missed tech meeting, you missed whatever. And he'd be like, oh, I didn't know about it. Well, I told you about it. Oh, well, I forgot to put it on my calendar. So we just eliminate that whole shit uh-huh. because I put it on the calendar, I invite him, and we're done. Yeah. It's on his calendar. That's awesome. You're giving us marriage advice in addition to your calendar <laughs> I advice. Mean, I'm not going to say that things haven't been missed. He's like, oh, I didn't see it on my calendar. I'm not even going to pretend that that hasn't happened. But this, me setting the calendar invite and inviting him has been a huge help for our marriage because I just, I just take care of it. It's just on his calendar. Uh-huh. I love it. That's great. <laughs> yep. I also use the reminder app on my phone a good little bit and I felt... Honestly, I felt like a bad mom, Anna, the first year that Hunter was in school, but he ended, it was like a Mother's Day Out program, and it ended at 1145, Mm -hmm. and I had a reminder in my phone to pick him up, and I felt... I literally, I felt like a terrible mom that I needed a reminder to go pick my kid up. Who needs a reminder to go pick their kid up? But I just, sometimes I would get in the zone with working or my day would be more hectic than I planned. And three hours goes very quickly. Mm-hmm. It does. But I, you know, so I really felt guilty and like I was a bad mom for having to do that. But now I have no shame in putting those reminders in because I can, I can drop the kids off at school. I can focus on work, focus on what I need to get done. And that reminder goes off. And look, I I mean, it, there was only probably been one or two times that I was like, oh shoot, I do have to go. But I was grateful that I had it and, and I don't feel guilty anymore. I have made a concerted effort to ensure that my child's well-being comes first by setting a reminder. And I no longer feel guilty that I need that digital reminder to go pick my kids up. It's it's a backup. It's a safety net. And I don't feel guilty about that anymore. Oh my goodness. First of all, I'm so glad that you do not feel guilty about that anymore because you would feel way worse if you got caught up in something and then completely forgot to go pick him up. And I'm sure that- That's a great point. Yeah, <laughs> you are keeping that from happening. And solidarity, sister, I have a calendar appointment every single Monday through Friday that says daycare round trip. (laughs) It's like (laughs) as my, it it is a set, like almost like a meeting on my calendar. It's a time block for when I need to leave to go to daycare for pickup and then come back daycare round trip. It's just, it's a part of part of my schedule. So, Hey, 100%. I love that. I love that. (laughs) So is there anything else that really helps you do do all of the things that you do that you want to tell us about? Yeah, letting go. I will be the first one to admit that I'm a control freak. It makes me excellent at my job. It's part of what allows me to to shift gears and to juggle so many different things at one time. But letting go and letting others help you. And whether that is giving Chance the laundry and however he folds it however he hangs it even though it might be different how I would like it done the laundry is clean the laundry is put away and I did not have to spend time doing it um so from something as simple as a household task and really making sure that you're sharing it with with the members of your household to having an assistant for a couple of hours a week and giving them some tasks that maybe don't specifically require you doing them. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, I, w- I would love to do everything, but there is just not enough time in the day to do everything and to do it well. So that has really been something that I have been working on in the last year or so is 
letting go of that control. Not everything has to be done perfectly my way, as long as it's done in a way that is still good. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but really using the resources around you, not being afraid to ask for help because I, I felt like that was a sign of weakness, admit it, you know, saying that I can't do it all, but it's not, it's a sign. It's a sign of knowing my limits, knowing that I have a lot that I want to accomplish. I have big goals and I can't do it all if I'm focusing, I don't want to say on little things, but laundry is not anything that brings value to my life. I mean, I think that any mom can, can agree that laundry is like the bane of our existence. Basically, I, I really don't like doing it. So not only was it frustrating to feel like I was spending my weekends doing seven loads of laundry. Mm -hmm. It just, it took away from things that were more quality, whether that was working in my practice and serving my clients well, or focusing on spending quality time with the boys. Right. You can't go to the zoo and do seven loads of laundry at the same time. Exactly. And you know, when, when my time comes in, I want to know that I spent time with my kids and I took them to the zoo and I sweated my butt off in August at the zoo for them because I love them so much instead of staying home and getting all the laundry done, because you know what, it's just, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. So definitely letting, being willing to let go of things, which is, which is really, really hard for me to do, but letting go of those things that it really doesn't matter who does it or exactly how it's done Mm -hmm. has been so helpful because I don't feel as much of the overwhelm anymore to, to be the one to do it all. Yeah. And what you said about how needing help is not a sign of weakness or seeking out help delegating that's not a sign of weakness i see that as a sign of growth because your time is more valuable and should be spent doing high leverage high impact tasks instead of and i know you didn't want to say the little things but instead of doing the the low impact more insignificant things. And so I think that's a very important realization that happens for most professionals who are, you know, on, on, on a path to success, business owners who are on a path to success. So I I think that's awesome. Kimberly, there's no doubt that you have a lot that's going on. Dare I say it, you are juggling a lot of different <laughs> of different parts and pieces of your life and i would love to know what advice you would have some, for someone what advice you would give someone who is just starting to really feel the juggle how can they set themselves up for success even though they feel pulled in so many different directions? That's a great question, Anna. And I think that it's something I'm definitely still working on. And I think that that might be something that is to a certain extent, always a work in progress. But one of the things that we've really, that I've started doing is, is focusing on quality over quantity. And it's so funny because that was something that I always said in my practice that, that we focused on the quality that we provided to our, to our clients instead of the quantity of clients that we had. And I recently have started sort of applying that to 
our personal life as well. Spending quality time with the boys and, and not just saying, oh, I'm here with them, I'm home, but turning my phone off, not working and actually doing something with them. I, I actually had this realization the last week of summer before they went to school when I took off of work all week to, to do fun things, you know, children's museum, zoo, aquarium, all the fun stuff before school started. And true to form, the baby was sleeping. The big boys were set up with their Play-Doh and their puzzles. And, you know, that is normally when I would work, right? Because they're, they're, they're engaged in something else. And instead I, I didn't, I closed, I, I started to open my laptop and I closed it back and I was like, let, let's do Play-Doh with you, or let me help you with your Legos, you know, or, or your, your puzzles, whatever you were doing. And I really engaged with them. And that's, that's, I think my advice is making sure that the time you are spending is quality making sure that you being a good parent, a good spouse, a good friend, a good professional, a good human being starts with you taking care of yourself. And I think it's so, so easy um, to lose sight of that. You know, I don't, I, I, there, it's so easy for me to lose sight of taking care of myself, but when I take care of myself, I am better for my family and it's easy to say, I'm so busy. I don't have time for that. I don't have time to go get that manicure or to go get my hair done or to exercise, whatever it might be. But that, I think that that would be my, my advice is making sure that you're making time for yourself. Make sure that you're taking time for, for your partner, for the two of you just together. Take time for you and your friends. It's, it's easy to say, you know, I don't, oh, I don't have time to go to dinner on a Friday night with y'all. I've got the kids and it's been a long work week. But really focusing on, on that quality because I feel like when, when I keep the perspective that at the end of the day, what matters most is, you know, my kids knowing that I was there for them, my kids and my husband knowing how much I love them. When I keep that in perspective, everything else sort of just falls into place. Mm -hmm. Things just start working out better at home. They just start working out better at work. And so really maintaining that perspective of what's most important, what are my priorities, and going in that order so that you are really prioritizing the things that matter most to you. Mm -hmm. And everything else just has a way of working out sometimes. Yeah. I When I picture what I think your calendar looks like, between creating content for the blog, doing social media to share the blog, spending time with your boys, spending time with your husband, serving your CPA clients. I envision you having a totally packed calendar. That's just my assumption. I That's what I picture. I live by the calendar. Totally. If it's not on the calendar, it doesn't happen. Yeah. And so I, I think that self-care making sure that you are taking care of yourself, whether that is by nurturing relationships, having a date night, whatever, that is, that's very common advice. I hear that so often, but I would love to know what does that really look like for you? You know, with everything else you have going on, what does taking care of yourself actually look like for you? Sure. That No, that's great. And I think, you know, when you and I worked together, that was one of the things that you encouraged me to do was go back to actually putting it on my calendar, right? It, it becomes an appointment because like I just said, if it's not on the calendar, it doesn't happen mm -hmm. for me. So making sure that it's on the calendar. I, 
I have to get a manicure every two weeks. That's just something that I tried to give up for a little while to save money. Prior to being home, my clients could always see my nails when I was pointing to things. And just having a manicure makes me feel finished and put together. Mm -hmm. My manicures are booked out through the rest of the year every two weeks. I have They are on my calendar. I have, I have my girl that I go to. Those are booked out. They are on my calendar. They are non-negotiables unless something really big comes up. I have my morning routine. The first 15 minutes of every day are mine. The boys have a hatch clock in their room. So I control when it turns green and you know they can't come out of their room until it turns green. Mm -hmm. So I make sure in the first 15 minutes when I wake up, I have five minutes of yoga or stretching, five minutes of my daily affirmations, and then five minutes of journaling. And those 15 minutes are are mine. And at first I hated waking up an extra 15 minutes earlier than I was previously to, to account for this time. But I can promise you after about the first week of doing this, it's it's clarifying to your mind, but that's on my calendar. I mean, it's really silly, but those 15 minutes are on my calendar. You're guarding the space for it. Yes. Yes. And so, and it just sets the tone for the day, right? When, when that's, when that's the routine that I start with every day. So for me, one of my next big things that I would really like to do is get back to more exercise. I'm proud of myself for getting my five minutes of yoga on there in the morning. And that really is because I have a lot of back problems after having these three kids. Mm -hmm. But that, that is what has really changed for me. You know, I make sure I have my hair appointments once a quarter to go get my hair cut and highlighted that I nurture the relationships with my friends who will text me. We have our little group text from my college friends. It's three of us. And, you know, of course, some days I'll, I'll get to the end. I'm like, oh my gosh, I missed a bunch of texts, but really being present for them. We also do a monthly FaceTime because we all live in different states, but we set that and we set it on the calendar, right? Like at first it became at quarantine. It was like, well, let's have this FaceTime. We're all home. Let's all, you know, get on FaceTime together. And we got off of that call and I was like, Y'all, my soul is energized after that. I didn't realize how desperately mm-hmm. I needed that. Let's get that monthly recurring on the calendar yeah. so that it's there. We commit to it. We're there for each other because we need more than just a group text every day. So those are the ways that I make sure to sort of put self-care on the calendar for me. And it, it really is, it seems silly to put it on the calendar, which your 15 minutes are going to look like in the morning. But by putting it on the calendar, what you're saying, what gets measured gets managed. Mm-hmm. So well, I, I can't like take, I way. wish I could take credit for that. That's, <laughs> that's Peter Drucker. He's a like, he was a like management guru from years and years and years ago. Wish I could take credit yes. for that, but I cannot. Right. Well, I heard it from you. <laughs> and so I feel like that's a way that I'm measuring it, right? I, it's on my calendar mm-hmm. to make sure that, you know, my nails look nice every two weeks. I start with my my 15 minutes in the morning for myself. And it may not seem like a lot. And I hope that I can start adding a little bit more self-care onto my calendar. But we are in a season of life where our kids need us quite a bit right now. But, you know, slowly but surely, I hope to maybe add some exercise on there and just really making sure that it's on the calendar so that it's visual. It's visual. I see it. It's, it and it, for me, if it's on the calendar, it's going to happen. 
So thank you so much for being specific and really sharing with us what that looks like for you. Like I said, it is very, very common advice for people to say, oh, make sure to take take time for yourself, your wellness and your well-being, but really seeing how you practically, tactically do that on a regular basis, like that's what's truly inspiring. And here's what you're really getting right in having those 15 minutes, five for yoga stretching, five for affirmations and five for journaling is that first of all, you're being specific. When people say, I want to start making more time for self-care, they haven't yet defined what that means for them. And it becomes this abstract concept of, okay, well, I need to make time for self-care, but they haven't thought through what that means for them. What you've done is you've gotten specific. You know what self-care, you know what energizes you through your 555 morning routine and through getting your nails done regularly and through the recharge that you get from checking in with your friends. And so if you're listening and you are trying to take self-care from an idea to something that you actually do, this is your chance to really think through, okay, what does self-care mean to me? And then Kimberly, the second thing that you really got right was by starting small. You don't have an hour-long morning routine where you do 27 different things. You do 15 minutes, five minutes each, three different things. You're starting small instead of creating a whole big production that completely overwhelms you. And then the third thing that you've totally nailed is that you're holding space for it by putting it in your calendar. That space is reserved. You've got a visual reminder and you're budgeting that time just like you would budget your money. Yes. Being realistic. I think that was one of the biggest detriments I had to myself, you know, along the way I I wanted to do that out, right? I needed the hour long routine in the morning. No, I don't have time for that. 15 minutes is better than nothing. And 15 minutes is something that is realistic and I can actually stick to. So I think my advice is even if you think it's small, start with it. Mm -hmm. It is probably not too small. It is probably perfect for you and where you're at in your season of life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, as we're wrapping up today, I first of all want to thank you so much for your time. Uh, I have one more fun question for you since we're talking about how, you know, we're all in seasons of life where we don't have time for something. You're in a season of life right now where you don't have an hour to give to a morning routine. Someone else may be in a season of life where they don't have time for something else. I would love to know. If you did have an extra hour in your day, how would you spend it? Oh my gosh, Anna. So many possibilities come to mind. I feel like I should say exercise because that's the responsible answer. But part of me wants it to be this rotation between exercise, sleep, and binge watching some stupid TV show. (laughs) That's the honesty that we need here. Seriously, like if you want to, if you want to like work out while you binge watch a stupid TV show, or if you just want to eat popcorn and binge watch a TV show without extra hour, so be it. Right. So I feel like I need to exercise on day one for that hour. And then the next day I need to recover binge watching. Cause if I exercise, I'm not going to exercise the next day. Right. I'll be so right. You'll sore. Be sore. So then I'll binge watch. <laughs> 
Perfect. And I'll just rotate. So that's what I would do with my extra hour. I would set up a rotation of exercise, sleep, and binge watching a show. I love it. Okay. That's incredibly inspiring. Thank you for that. Well, <laughs> I'm glad my binge watching can inspire everyone. I, I really hope it does because we all need to indulge every once in a while. Well, mm-hmm. Kimberly, thank you again so much. You have shared so many just practical recommendations, marriage advice, calendar advice, kid (laughs) advice. I'm totally blown away. So tell us how we can keep up with you. Where can we get all of the messy, wonderful goodness that you're sharing? Tell us where we can find you. Sure. Yeah. So the blog is the best place to read about all things life, kids. We're actually starting to share a little bit more about our autism journey with Hunter, and we're going to be starting an autism journey, hopefully for chance soon. We've noticed some of the signs, so we will be sharing more on that. And that is at www.messywonderful.com. We are also on Instagram, and that is at messy underscore wonderful. I also have the tax practice. That website is www.terracpafirm.com. And I am actually in the process of updating that website. A lot of changes have been happening in the tax off season. And I am so excited to sort of be relaunching that in the coming months. Awesome. Well, I will be sure to link all of that in the show notes. So if you're listening, you can head over to the show notes to find those links and connect with Kimberly. But again, thank you so, so much for your time. This has been amazing and I am so thankful for you. Yes. Thank you, Anna. I had so much fun. This has been such an honor to get to chat with you and everyone and share just some like you said, solidarity in, in this, in this juggle of life. Yes. Cause it's a crazy one. Yes. Yes, ma'am. It is. All right. Well, I will talk to you soon. Bye Anna. Bye. And there you have it. I hope you enjoyed listening in on my conversation with Kimberly as much as I enjoyed having it. I'm definitely going to be incorporating her 15-minute morning routine into my days very soon. You can find links to the productivity tools that Kimberly mentioned, as well as links to the Should You Hire Your Kids quiz and the nine tips for traveling with toddlers and babies over in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 109. And before you go, let me tell you about next week's episode. Next week's episode, episode 110, dives into one of my favorite activities, choosing a word of the year. Find out why having a word of the year can be such a game changer, what exactly a word of the year is, and how you can choose your word and incorporate it into your day-to-day life. I can't wait to tell you what my word is and how it's going to influence the year ahead for my family, my work, and for It's About Time. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to talking with you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.